Uh, Genesis chapter one, right at the very beginning, uh, we get to see God creating the earth. And it's one of the most fascinating things you'll get to see. It's easy to skim over. It's oftentimes something you kind of learn in Sunday school if you got to grow, if you had the blessing of growing up in church. But there's something really powerful that takes place. Genesis chapter one, as God's starting this entire thing, the eternal God, and he comes in and he says, it says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said it, spoke it, and it happened. From the beginning, God speaks life into existence. He speaks it just declares it. it comes from his mouth and it happens. It's one of the most powerful things. And then you go throughout and you'll just keep skipping down. It says God said and it happened. God said it and it happened. God spoke it and it happened. He's creating life just by his own words. And then, of course, uh, you get down to verse 26, sixth day. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he literally speaks Mankind, people, us, into existence. His words creates us in his image with his voice. And what we're going to get to see from this creative, powerful God who speaks life, what we're going to get a chance to see throughout the scripture is not only does God bring forth life with his words, but those that are made in his image are meant to do the same. God speaks life, but those that are made in his image are also meant to be people who speak life. I don't think uh, that we bear the same image as the creator of life with our word. If you don't, listen, if you don't think that we bear that same image as ones who are able to speak life, then you haven't been paying attention to the truth of the word of God. There's something unique that God has woven into our fabric that is in his image that we were meant to carry as people who bring life wherever we go. And what's going to bear witness, by the way, as we look at the scripture, what bears witness in our human, very made in God's image DNA is our words matter. Our words matter. They mean something. Why? We get to see it all throughout Scripture. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. This is, let this hit you for a moment. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, that's a powerful statement. Be easy to skim over it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits, meaning by the way, everyone loves words. So death and life come from the power of the tongue, meaning our words are deeply significant. Might be tempted to think I'm no one and I'm just getting by. And God's saying, no, no, no. Everything that's coming from here has power on it. It really, truly does. That's a far cry, by the way, from uh, you got, we all grow up. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Words will never hurt me, but come on, we've all, we've all had and seen and experienced and had words that had a lot of meaning and also carried a lot of hurt. Our words have power. Our words have power. 
Uh, you may have uh, heard the phrase, uh, words once spoken can never be taken back again. You've heard that because it's true. I mean, the point of that phrase is that the whole wide world is well aware that words matter, period. You can't just throw something out because once it's out there, you can't get it back. Now, um, don't raise your hands, okay? Because uh, I, I don't want to start a fight between you and your spouse on the way home from, from church, okay? But how many of you could say that you remember the first time that you said, I love you to your significant other? If you can remember that, uh, some of you can. You, some of you, it, everybody has different experience. Some of you had, um, like, you were very calculated. Like, I, I'm gonna, I've got to be sure that when I say this, I got to say it this way. And you really thought through that a lot. And then there are those of you, like myself, that just had a total blunder. Okay, so I remember the first time I said I love you to my wife. We were, we'd been dating for what felt like uh, it was about four seconds. And uh, it had not been long. We were, uh, we were on a fast track. I mean, I'm just, uh, the minute I met her, I was like, that's the one. She's the one. I knew it. I felt it in my soul. So we hadn't been dating very long at all. And uh, so one day we're hanging out. We're having fun and kind of being flirty or whatever. And I'm kind of, you know, we're kind of, I'm doing the mess with her thing, you know, kind of quasi wrestling or whatever. And she says, all I remember is she says something funny. And I go something like this. Uh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I was just immediately for like instant panic because you, when you throw that out there, I mean, that's like, that's a big meatball. All right. It's just hanging out there. And there's only one of two ways that she gets to respond. She could say, I love you too. Or she can go, that's awesome, bro. With her fist up, like a fist bump, right? Those are two. Those are the only two ways you can really respond to that. And by the grace of God, you know, like, 17 years, four kids, three house moves, two churches, and a partridge in a pear tree. It worked out, all right? But you can't get those words back when you say the things out. And that's a funny story, but the truth is, is our words carry weight. They mean something. God's actually saying, here, I spoke life into existence. You're made in my image. What's coming from here has power in life. And it can have death on it just as well. God cares about what we say and how we say it. And he wants us to come into a fullness that I think there is more for us to have by hearing what God has to say as people who carry life with our words. And I want to dive into, I think the scripture is diving into why this thing is such a big deal. And Jesus is actually going to show us himself why this thing called words and what we speak is such a big deal because he's going to say what's coming out of here is actually what's coming from right here. And there's no incongruency. He says it this way in Matthew chapter 12. He's actually talking to the religious elites that are just hammering people with their words. And he says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth is saying what's churning and boiling on the inside. What's coming from our mouths is actually a reflection of what's living in here. And that, that is why our words carry such life and death in them, such power on them. 
It's because it's not just words. It's coming from something that's going on inside. And the Lord's actually saying, as those made in my image, you're carrying something. You're an image bearer. You carry this thing in you. This has meaning. There's something about the words that we say and the words that we receive that have a profound impact on our lives. It's wired into our DNA. Now, uh, it wouldn't take you very long to think back on something that someone said to you that had a meaningful impact on your life, both for the great and for the painful. Some of you have had some, you've had some traumas from things that were said to you and about you. People that maybe were supposed to be people who loved and cared for you and venom was coming out and it hurt. We've had that experience. In fact, we're going to take just a little bit of time, but when we, when we finish here, just to ask God to bring life where p- people have spoken death. Some of you are able to think, and I'd say m- most of us, if we were to take some time, could think of someone who actually breathed some life into you and brought some important words in the right moment that brought courage, that brought life, that brought value, that brought like strength to your soul. And it just infused you with something that God was wanting to give. These words that we have and give and receive, they have power. And God's, I think, wanting to wake us up to it. Proverbs 12, 18, I love this dichotomy where the scripture says there's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. What a powerful picture. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Here it is, man, this couldn't be. There's some that bring harsh and rash words and it's like a dagger. But those that are walking in the goodness of God and his wisdom get to bring healing. Now, let me just say, how powerful would it be if in you, you carried healing words? How unbelievable would that be for you to be one who carries healing? I can't even think of anything more powerful. Gosh, in today's world right now, in our cultural moment that we're in, where it couldn't be more vile and divided, political and social and all the things going on, could there be anything more powerful than someone who's walking in the fullness of the wisdom of God to release healing? Man, I think the world's desperate for people that could do that. And the good news is we're made for this. We're made for this. Church, we're made for this. We're made for this cultural moment to be people who carry something radically different than what everyone else is carrying. What a cool, unbelievable moment. The scripture is so lovingly confronting this question about how we're wired. And what he's saying is, what's down deep? If what's coming from here is starting from right here, 
then the question that this scripture is pulling to the surface is what's going on down deep? Are you operating from a place of fullness and wholeness in who God has called you to be and made you to be and the restoration and power and life that he has given through what he accomplished in his son on the cross? Or are you walking broken, maybe even from what others have spoken of you and have nothing to be able to really get? Meaning walking, looking to self-protect and create you know, moments for revenge with sword thrusts rather than opportunities to be able to bring healing. The scripture is over and over and over, just so lovingly confronting and just saying, hey, what's going on in you? And what are you bringing to the table? Because your words matter. The words you say first thing in the morning, the words you speak at the grocery store, wherever you may be, it all carries life and it carries death. It carries something that's carrying power. Proverbs 16, 28 says, a dishonest man spreads strife. And hear this and a whisperer separates close friends. The enemy just basically says it straightforward, and a gossip separates friends. What's churning in here and what's coming out of here? Now, I'll just say this. Uh, in the Christian South, we've made like a, 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 an art form out of gossip and slander. We just be honest about this. Because if you've, I don't know if you've ever, you know, we probably could all just own this. But I don't know if you've ever, all you have to do is say, bless his heart. And then you can just say whatever you want to. Bless his heart. He couldn't lead himself out of a paper bag, right? And all of a sudden, it's kind of compassionate. But the truth is, is it's just gossip. It's just slander. It's just knocking people down. But if you kind of couch it, those terms, you kind of make it easy on yourself. But the truth is, is those words matter. And what he's saying when he, when the scripture is talking about whisper, it's the words that we say when no one else is around, that actually matters. God, we think actually we can get away from, but God's saying, no, 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 you're a whole human. You aren't just who you are when you present the front, right? That's the temptation, especially in our culture. You are who your social media profile says you are. And the Lord's saying, oh, I love you way too much for you to only be that. You carry life and death. Wherever you go, they carry power. And I care about what's being spoken. I think one of the most amazing things in Romans chapter one, where uh, Paul is writing to the church and he's unpacking all the things that have broken humanity and made us, pulled us from him. All the things that we were turned over to because we rejected God, meaning mankind, all of us rejected God and turned our own way. And it begins to describe all of the things that we gave our hearts over to and ways that we, uh, and the ways that we lived and walked uh, away from God. And it said, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's talked about sexual immorality and it talked about murder. And then it, but in this list of things in which uh, we were stirred to walk away from God, it says gossips and slanderers and haters of God. And you kind of go, well, I don't know, man. I'm, 
I don't know that gossip is kind of should be on the same playing field here as murder. That seems a little harsh. But I think God's actually trying to say, you're made in my image. With my mouth, I created life. And you have that kind of power in you. He made you for it. And the enemy wants to steal it. And the way that he does it is we gossip and slander and bring death. And he's saying, no, that's not what you were made for. That's actually exhausting. That's an exhausting way to live. All those things, by the way, that are listed there, every one of them are things. You can go back and read it sometime. That's your homework for the this Sunday. You can go back and read Romans chapter one, but all those things, everything that's listed there, all of those things and ways that we turned away from God, all of them are against the character of God. God talks about sexual immorality. When that thing is named, it's because those are the things that are against his character because God's not a cheater. He doesn't, God doesn't do cheap intimacy. We just get to see his character revealed through these ways in which we turned against him. When it talks about murderers, it says God's a creator of life. We got to talk about that last week, right? It says Jesus came to give life and life to the full, and, but there's one who wants to steal and kill and destroy. Murders against who God is. He's a creator of life, not a taker. So when he talks about gossipers and slanders, what the scripture's saying is God never, never talks behind your back. God's totally honest with you and with me. God never says things seedy behind the scenes. He never throw, hear this. God has never thrown you under the bus when you weren't around, ever. It's never happened once. He always tells the truth about you. He always speaks truth and life over you. Always, always tells the truth. He always is speaking life over you and growing you and calling you into his family and stirring things and stirring your desires. For That's what he's always doing. That's why gossip is listed here because words matter. God's words matter over us. And our words matter. And we hear this. We were meant to bring life with our words, just like the Father. That's who he is. We were meant to bring life with our words. I'm absolutely 110% convinced that the, one of the supernatural marks that are meant to be on the church is that we're people who bring life wherever we go. There's life in our words. Everyone else is gossiping and slandering and dividing, speaking broken things. But listen, the church was meant to have life on it because that's who our father is. And I'm actually so sad because I think, I think that sometimes, I mean, if you ever, you know, if you've gotten to grow up in church or around church, it feels like a lot of the narrative around churchgoers is they are actually the gossipers. They're the ones talking bad about all the people who are outside of these four walls and judging and pointing the finger. And that's often the narrative that I think is around the church. 
And I just think that the father's saying, listen, the church is called up to so much more. I think these scriptures are just pointing and saying, hey, we're gonna be marked by being very different, that wherever we go, we bring life. It's coming from this place in here that the Lord wants to raise us up in a new way to be able to speak. And it has to start literally right here. Got to start right here, just among us. Because hear that. Is there anything more powerful than when someone has spoken life over you? Is there anything more powerful? You guys experienced anything more meaningful than when someone came to you and just spoke real authentic life over you and spoke of the value that you carry or the worth that you have or the gifts that you bring when you come into a room? Is there anything more meaningful than that? Man, that's who our father is. That's who we're meant to be, carrying that. And so what does it look like? What's the key to just becoming people who breathe life? who speak it wherever we go. I just have a few things I'm going to give us, and then we're going to finish up here. Um, Hear this. Number one, uh, we first have to receive his words of life for ourselves. I'm going to be honest with you. When Jesus said, out of the heart comes the things that come out of our mouth, what he's saying is, you and I got to receive it first. If you and I can't receive what God has to say over our lives first, We got nothing to be able to give away. We got to be able to hear the truth of what God says. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? What is he saying about you? How often do you come to the Lord and just say that, ask that question? Lord, what do you say about me? I love it. Proverbs 4, verse 20 says this. My son, you hear daughter. Be attentive, hear this, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight, keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Here it is, step one. You wanna be one who carries life and healing wherever you go? You gotta get it from him first. He want you to get it. This is so important. What's your good father speaking over you today? What's he saying to you today? What's he saying? Maybe even right now, what's God saying to you? I know I'm preachers up here preaching, but God's saying something about you that's so much more valuable than anything I got to say. Listen, I, you know, I got some good words to say. All right, I do. I got good things to say. But hear this, it's nothing compared to what the Father has to say to you. We uprooted our whole family, moved away from all of our family in Texas, moved three states over, didn't know many people. We came here to come do this and be with you so I could bring and speak truth in life. Let me tell you, it's nothing compared to what the Father has to say to you. Anything I got, It's great and beautiful, but man, the Father has life, healing power to speak over each one of us. Psalm 85, 8, let me hear what God the Lord will speak for. He will speak peace 
to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly, meaning away from his voice, away from his words. There's so many different kinds of things that'll keep us from just receiving the goodness of the Lord, his words. We'll do the false humility thing. No, that's not who I am. I'm not that. But that's all, all that's rooted in pride, trying to be self-sufficient. We might have wounds from our past or places where we've messed up and say, I, you know, I don't know that I can receive that. Someone trying to bring life or maybe the Lord's just trying to encourage you or bring something fruitful and meaningful over you, something he wants to say, and we tend to push it away. And God say, no, 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 hear this. I want you to receive what I have to give to you because when you receive it and it becomes a part of you, you have something to give away. God wants us to receive it. Second, we just have to uh, incline our ear to the Lord and then just be ready. What I mean by that in Galatians chapter five says this, if you're gonna live by the spirit, then stay in step with the spirit. Live by the spirit, stay in step with the spirit, meaning this, we're walking around. If you call on Jesus, it puts a spirit in you. You and I walking around and spirits going, hey, I've got life to give away here. I've got something to do here. I've got people to speak my truth and life over. And all of a sudden we find ourselves getting to be the mouthpiece of the heart of the father wherever we go. How powerful is that to be a, a mouthpiece that way, to get to carry that uh, in and of ourselves because the Holy Spirit's making his home and he's taking steps and he's saying, stay in step with the Holy Spirit. What a powerful truth. What a powerful opportunity that we have. And I'll just finish with this. Luke, you can come up. But just hear this. You want to be one who brings life wherever you go. You got to surround yourself with people who speak words of life and truth. And we get to be that. You, you surround yourself with people that are going to speak life into you. And then you get to be one who speaks life into each other. We talk about these groups that we're going to be a part of. Let me say, there's no better opportunity when the body of Christ comes together on a regular basis, just to be able to speak life over each other. Because we got to have that. We got to have these moments. I'm challenging all of our groups that are forming over this semester just to be places that speak life, places that speak the truth of God's heart, the truth of God's word over each other. We got to surround ourselves with these kind of people to be with them and to get to be them for each other, to be able to speak life and truth, and goodness. Listen, we're not talking about flattery. By the way, I'm not talking, I don't think that the Lord has made, in fact, this scripture speaks against flattery all the time. We're not talking about flattery. What we're saying is, God, what's your heart for me? And then I get to just ask a cool, we get to ask a cool question. Lord, what's your heart for him? What's your heart for Dante? I get to ask that question. And I get to say, brother, you got so much life on you. You're a leader in the kingdom. You come here to bring your gift, but the Lord has more gifts to release over your life. He got more, more than you could imagine or ask. And that's true of you. And we get to do that. Tracy, our church has been changed because of you you just faithfully have served and loved and given. You poured yourself out, you and Scott together. And you just said, hey, y'all need to have some need? I'll jump in. 
and I'll serve and I'll give. You're a life bringer in our church. Thank you. Man, how powerful is that? This is what, this is what life's about. I could do that, by the way, with a lot of you. Some of you have no idea who you are. And I don't want to hug you and we'll get to know each other. All right. We got to carry, we carry the Holy Spirit, the living God, creator of the universe is in us. Man, let's be people who heal where we go, bring healing out of our mouths. We do that. Y'all stand with me. I already gave you my commercial on being a part of our groups. Um, so I'm not, but I do want you to be a part of the community. If you're, if you're new and you're interested in finding a home church and this is the place for you, I want you to come be a part of this. We love gathering on Sundays, but you need to be a part of a community where we can do this with each other. God has more for you to receive from him and he has more for you to give away. There's more. And I'm so grateful that we get to be a part of that to do that together. Let's ask him to do that. So Father, we're just gonna come to you just the last two minutes we're here. And right now we are asking, would you just speak your life over us? Would you just, I, please just, we're gonna take literally two minutes. Would you let everything else melt away just for this moment? Some of you have been hurt by some words that have been spoken against you. Would you just give those to Jesus right now? Somebody said something harsh or wrong or mean-spirited or even evil. Would you hand that right now to the God of the universe who crushes it underneath his feet? Give it to him right now. That's not true. God, we don't receive that. Now, would you open your hands and just say, God, what do you say about me right now? Open your heart to him. You might even be saying, but you don't know my life, Keith. You don't know what I've done. Let me tell you, if you're in that place, there's nothing more than that God wants to speak life over you right now. So just ask him. I'm gonna give you 20 seconds. Lord, what do you say about me right now? Now, Father, we're asking, would you make us givers of life with our words wherever we go. Would you just ask him, would you put wisdom and healing on my tongue? My coworkers need life. And my spouse needs life. And my kids need life. And my roommates need life. Lord, put wisdom and healing in my tongue. Ask him. 
Mark me this way. Change me. We carry you, God of the universe, everywhere we go. Would you show us how to speak life, truth? We put away the words of flattery, God. We're asking for deep, a deep well of wisdom in us. We thank you. Mark this church as one that gives life away for every person that comes here. Here on Sundays and in our groups as we gather words of life. I'm going to close this with our benediction. We're going to have just a couple of prayer partners are going to be available just to pray with you. Maybe if someone's spoken something broken over you and you need that, you just want that off of your life. We'd love to partner with you in that, but we'll pray with you about anything. I'm going to dismiss. You guys can go out, grab some coffee on your way out or high five the people coming in from the next service. But glad that you were here this morning. Thank you, God, that you're making us people who receive your life and we get to give it away. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, who is the Savior and the King of the world, we pray. Amen. Amen. Blessings, guys. Love y'all. We'll see you next week.